As we read the gospel records, we read eyewitness accounts of the life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. In a sense, the gospels are just the beginning of Christ's work. The adventure continues in the book of Acts. In this study with Scott Pauley, we consider the continuing work of Christ through the Holy Spirit, who works through the apostles and the New Testament church. Now, let's get in on the adventure. There's a great deal of preaching today that comes from things in the Bible that is somehow related to the Christian faith, that uses God's name, that somehow is terribly, terribly missing the person of Jesus Christ. I think that's one of the great tragedies, that there can be preaching and it not be preaching about Jesus. Friends, we must make much of Jesus. Why? Because there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And that's where we've left off in our study in Acts chapter number 4 and verse number 12. And immediately in verse number 13, we read this. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. I love that. You see, the drastic difference, the amazing transformation being with Christ brings into a life. I'm thinking now back in John chapter 7, early on in our Lord's ministry, uh, the Jews were marveling at the Lord Jesus Christ when he was teaching. They said, how does this man know these things? He's never learned. In other words, never learned under us. He's never been to our school. And uh, Jesus' answer was, my doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. In other words, I've been with the Father. I'm bringing it straight from the source. It's the same principle in Acts chapter 4, verse number 13. This wasn't about Peter and John. They really were unlearned and ignorant men. But Jesus Christ had given them an intimate knowledge of the reality of God that these religious teachers did not have. And then, on top of that, verse 14, and beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. So not only did they have... Uh, these men who were speaking out of a firsthand knowledge about their relationship to Jesus Christ, they also had a vivid uh, life change they're looking at, a transformed man. How do you argue with that? Oh, the power of a changed life. Uh, people will argue with the preacher, but they have a hard time arguing with a man whose life has been changed by the gospel. So what do they do? Verse 15, but when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council, they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle have been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem. We cannot deny it. But that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them, listen to this carefully, that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. That's the very definition of what a witness is. We've seen something. We've heard something. We've got to tell it. What's on the inside has to come out. So basically what they said is, you can tell us not to preach in his name, but we're just going to keep on preaching in his name. Do you see the, the progression of truth here? In the previous chapter, we saw the power in the name of Jesus. Then we're, we've seen the persecution connected to the name of Jesus. Some people don't like it. Then we've seen the pardon that comes by the name of Jesus. He's the only way of salvation. 
Now we see them preaching in his name. It's not a diminishing of the name of Christ. It's an exalting of the name of Christ, more of Jesus, more and more and more. And I want to suggest to you today that we need more preaching about Jesus. Now, before you are quick to say amen about the man standing in the pulpit, I want to remind you that they are not in a church service when they're speaking of his name. The preaching I'm talking about is not simply what happens on the Lord's Day or in a special meeting at your church gathering. I'm talking about the preaching that all of God's children are supposed to do uh, when confronted with questions about what we believe. You see, we're going to face hard questions in a harsh world just like these people did. What, did. what did Peter do? He used the Scripture. He used personal testimony, the change of this man, and he made much of Jesus. And I want to tell you, if we would make much of the Lord Jesus Christ, we would see more power and more pardon, and yes, perhaps more persecution, but we need more preaching in the name of Jesus Christ. Let me give you just two or three applications from this passage today about us. I'm talking about you and me preaching his name, preaching the gospel, sharing Christ with other people. First of all, in verse number 13 of Acts chapter 4, I would recommend that when you preach in his name, you share your personal experience. They took knowledge of them. They had been with Jesus. This was not theory. This was not academics. This was not scribes talking out of centuries of tradition and a head full of knowledge. These were men overflowing with a heart that was on fire for Christ. So share what Christ means to you. Make it personal. Keep it real. Use your own personal experience with Christ as you preach the name of Jesus. Then I would suggest that not only you use your own personal experience, but I would recommend to you that you keep your eyes on the Lord. The Bible says in verse 19, Peter said, you judge whether it's right to obey God or man. I love that thought. You see, sometimes the reason we don't say more about Jesus is we're too concerned about people and not concerned enough about God. Who cares what they might think of us? What does the Lord think? Who cares what they will say to us? What will the Lord say? You see this eternal perspective? Peter was so consumed with the risen Christ, so taken with the realities of the gospel uh, that he's not frightened, not intimidated, not hesitant. In the words of God to his prophet in the Old Testament, be not afraid of their faces. There's only one way not to be afraid of people's faces, and that is to keep your face towards God's face. Keep your eyes on Jesus Christ. We all get nervous. I get nervous. I get more nervous speaking to one individual than I do preaching to a thousand people. Why is that? Because we all fear rejection. But remember this, you are a representative of someone much greater. So if you're going to preach the name of Jesus, speak out of your own experience, keep your eyes on the Lord, and then listen to verse number 20, for we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Be bold. That's how it all started, wasn't it? They perceived these men, uh, their boldness came from another place, and that boldness continues we can't help ourselves. We just have to speak. Uh, we, it's not that we have to. We get to. And we, we have the privilege of speaking for Christ. Be bold. You know, sinners are bold about their sin. The devil's crowd, bold about what it believes. False religions, bold about sharing that which will damn the souls of men to hell forever. Don't you think those who know Jesus Christ and have found the true way of salvation ought to be bold to share him with others? Preach in his name. I'm not suggesting you have to preach a sermon. I'm suggesting you simply preach the gospel. 
I'm not talking just to those who are listening to me now who will stand and deliver some official message in a church meeting. I'm speaking to every person that names the name of Christ. If you identify with the name of Jesus, then share the message behind that name with someone else today. It doesn't mean they'll always like it. It doesn't mean they'll always receive it. But some will. Remember, in this chapter, there were people believing on Christ. I don't know why it is that we focus more on the opposition than the opportunity. We focus more on the spiritual warfare than the spiritual victory. We focus more on the battles than the blessings. But I want to encourage you today to remember that God is greater that the souls of men must be saved, that eternity is soon. And by the grace of God, be willing to be bold, to speak in your own, out of your own experience, and keep your eyes on God. Preach today the mighty name of Jesus Christ and watch what Jesus does. The same is true today as it was then. The Lord is at work in this world through His Holy Spirit drawing people to himself. What a privilege as God's children to be a part of what God is doing in this world today. If you'll visit enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find many resources that will equip you as you walk with the Lord. You will find previous podcast series and episodes, full-length Bible messages, and a topical search engine that will aid you in studying Bible subjects. If this podcast is a blessing to you, we hope you will share it with a friend. Be sure to join us on the next episode of this continuing adventure through the book of Acts. Acts.